BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Guys, thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off the Script. This is your Monday Night Raw post show for November 6th, 2023. I'm your host, JD from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Monday evenings, wherever you may be. Man, I'm glad social media is not booking uh, war games. WWE announced tonight that war games is indeed taking place. Now, we knew war games was taking place. If you watch Crown Jewel, they did the whole vignette for war games, and they announced via the Survivor Series video package that war games is indeed returning to this year's Survivor Series in Chicago. They announced at the end of the show, after Sami Zayn lost to Seth Rollins, failing to capture the World's Heavyweight Championship, Judgment Day ran down, beat up Sami Zayn, and then the match seemingly broke down into a Pier 6 brawl with Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso, Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn against all members of the Judgment Day, Finn Balor. Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and J.D. McDonough. There was a rumor from WrestleVotes about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, that WWE would be considering to keep the War Games match on Monday Night Raw. I didn't agree with that at all. I did not agree with that at all. The reason why I did not agree with that is because WWE has made and broken rules along the way, has made it a statement to play up the bloodline and the Judgment Day having some sort of deal, some sort of partnership. 
What that partnership is, I don't know. Was it Jimmy Uso helping the bloodline or helping Judgment Day, rather, from the bloodline services, helping the Judgment Day win back the tag team championships from Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso? I guess their dealings were all finished after that, if that's what they want me to believe. Sure thing. Sure thing. I said this on Saturday. Figure it out. Figure it out. It's not that difficult. It's basically staring you right in the face. You know, all the people online tonight, man, I, I already had a bad fucking day. I did. I'm not in a fucking mood to talk to anybody. I didn't want to see people today. Something just flipped midday. I just want to fucking go home. I don't want to see nobody. I don't want to talk to nobody. Leave me the fuck alone. Then I get people being confrontational online because they think I don't know what I'm talking about. Meanwhile, I detailed all of this shit for you on Saturday afternoon after Crown Jewel. Oh, well. The, the, the blood, the bloodline doesn't need to be a part of war games. Really now? Really? So you want to leave off and omit certain talent on SmackDown from war games. Now, granted, let me preface this by saying we got three weeks. We'll see how it plays out. We got three weeks, right? But if you've been watching television, I don't know, for the last two months, three months, I'd say since Summer Scam. If you've been watching WWE TV, you will have seen Judgment Day go over to SmackDown, Bloodline come over to Monday Night Raw in the midst of a fucking brand split. No explanations, just walking onto the other show as if they own the fucking joint. We get dealings made with Paul Heyman and Rhea Ripley. We get Judgment Day going to SmackDown. We get Bloodline going to Raw. Rules being broken left and right. None of it matters. Oh, well, the Bloodline doesn't, they don't, it's unnecessary for them to be in the, in the war games, JD. Sure thing. Sure thing, says the fucking geek online with the IQ of a fucking pencil. Sure. What exactly, what exactly do you do if this stands? I'm not even booking it for myself. I don't book it. Listen, I book for myself. So do you. Everybody books for themselves. Everybody thinks they know what's best. You don't know better than me. That's all I'm saying right now. What exactly, if this stands, if this is what they're going with, what, what, what exactly do you do with L.A. Knight? What exactly do you do with Jimmy Uso? What do you do with Solo Sokoa? Is Roman Reigns really missing Survivor Series? He's the World Heavyweight fucking champion for 1,150 days. This is one of their big four pay-per-views. You're just going to miss it? 17,000 people. Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to sit home. You guys take care of it. I don't get it. 
What exactly do you do with all these people that right now don't fit anywhere else? You're just going to leave them off the fucking show? Yeah, because Survivor Series is looking like right now if they are doing another War Games match, which presumably they are with the women, is basically going to be a two-match show with undercard matches that don't mean jack shit. So why not use everybody to their fullest potential? What exactly do you do with these people? Are you going to leave LA Knight off the fucking show? Oh, we'll put them in a match against Logan Paul. No. No, that's not, that's not the time to do that. The time to do that is at WrestleMania. That's when you do that. What are you doing with Jimmy and what are you doing with Solo? Figure it out. Figure it out. You see, WWE has played up the fact of war games, and we knew they were going to do war games. It was just, you know, a matter of when they were going to announce it. But everybody figured it's going to be Judgment Day, it's going to be Bloodline. Because they had these dealings, they had these proceedings, they had this partnership. The perfect match would have been Finn, Damian, and J.D. McDonough. Teaming with Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso. Against Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, L.A. Knight, and then a mystery partner. Could have been anybody else. You want it to be Seth Rollins. You want it to be a returning Randy Orton, Kevin Owens. Any one of those guys fit. Any one of them fit in there. Why do I think that's the best match? I don't know. We got this show coming up in April called WrestleMania. Survivor Series unofficially, if we want to go by the old school way of WWE booking things, Survivor Series is usually the... Kickoff for WrestleMania. Things are in motion. Things are planned. Things are starting to be, I would say, not written in blood. Not even written in Sharpie. They're stenciled in for WrestleMania. I think it's a huge fucking fail to not have Jimmy and Jay in the ring at the same time. Especially when Jimmy cost Jay already the tag team championships. I think it's a fail to not have Cody and Roman Reigns in the same ring before WrestleMania. I think it's a fail to not include LA Knight after he was screwed because of typical bloodline bullshit that we've seen over and over and over and over again at Crown Jewel to not have LA Knight in that match to get some sort of revenge on the bloodline. I think it's a fail to not have Sammy and Jay team up together on the war games. This time, both being baby faces when last year they were on the same team being heels against the bloodline. Do you get where I'm going? Do I make sense? What are we going to do with these other people? Oh, yeah, we're going to put them in a tag team match. Oh, yeah, we're going to do LA Knight and AJ Styles versus Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso. Fuck off. We come up with this fucking bullshit. Who gives a fuck about that? Who gives a fuck about that? Now, the match that I laid out doesn't even include Roman. 
and don't even include Roman. Roman should be there. It should realistically be Roman. It should be Solo. It should be Jimmy, Finn, and Damian teaming up together. That should be the that should be the heel War Games match against Cody, Jay, Sammy, L.A. Knight, and then Randy Orton or whoever the fuck you want to put in there. Orton, Styles, Owens, Rollins. It doesn't fucking matter. Just figure it out. Figure it out. But keeping it on Raw is a fail. Because the Judgment Day have done just as much on SmackDown in the last two and a half months than they've done on Raw. So to not include all those names that right now are not in that match, and yes, we have time, is a fail. It's a fail because WWE is not telling the proper story. It's a fail because WWE wasted my time watching all these different people float from show to show to show because it ultimately ended up meaning nothing. So the reason why they did proceedings and dealings and all this other shit was to win the tag team championships back. Are the tag team championships greater than the dominance and the power that you seek on Raw? Judgment Day is still just as powerful on Raw with or without the tag team championships. That can't be the reasons for their dealings and their partnerships. Give me a fucking break. WWE seemingly has three weeks left to figure this shit out. Am I going to give them the benefit of the doubt? No, I'm not, because they never do what is right, hardly. They got three weeks to figure it out. Right now, we're looking at just a simple Raw War Games match with Roman, Jimmy, Solo, LA Knight, and God knows who else you want to include in this thing. Right now, not having a spot on Survivor Series. And if they do find the spot for those names, it's not going to be as important as what I'm talking about now. They're just going to be names on a piece of paper that go to Chicago and get placed on Survivor Series, and it's not going to matter. Your top priority should be booking talents and stories that matter. WWE failed to do that with this announcement tonight. So next time you want to tell me it's unnecessary and then you don't want to follow up with an explanation and you want to expose yourself for basically watching WWE TV as of this week for the first time, never try to get one over on me. I discussed this shit for 15 fucking minutes on Saturday afternoon after Crown Jewel. Maybe it went in one ear and out the other. The fuck do you think I come on here for? You don't like what you hear? Go watch some other fucking idiot tell you that what happened tonight makes all the sense in the world. Because it doesn't. They clearly omitted one huge fucking story. Bloodline and Judgment Day. Now the match is going to be fine. The match is going to be great. But it's a huge glaring fucking omission there. Do we stay four on four? Do we go five on five? I don't know what we're doing. If it stays four on four, this is it. If it goes five on five, Drew McIntyre may be teaming with the Judgment Day. 
Because the last thing that we saw Drew McIntyre, we didn't really see Drew McIntyre outside of a pre-taped segment where they tried to interview him before the night began. He wasn't even on the show tonight. He didn't wrestle. He didn't have a promo. He didn't have an interview. He showed up and then left without saying anything. So if he teams with Judgment Day, it's going to be because of Rhea Ripley and what she did with him at Crown Jewel. Gave him a look. Offer still stands. I told you so. So if he joins the Judgment Day, then we could realistically see Randy Orton show up. And I do fully expect Randy Orton for War Games. And I do expect Randy Orton back before Survivor Series. Jersey Flow, get the fuck out of my chat, bro. Goodbye. Don't worry, JD Grumpy tonight because he didn't get his way. It's not me getting my way, geek. Jersey sucks. It's not because I didn't get my way. It's because it doesn't make sense. That's why. You still haven't, people like that still haven't told me why I'm wrong. When you can sit there and tell me that what I've said is factually incorrect, then maybe I'll think about saying something different. But until then, you can't say shit. Because as of right now, I'm 100% correct. It doesn't make sense. Figure it out. This is the same fucking problem I have with AEW. Have you seen the Dynamite show coming up on Wednesday? What the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? You got a bunch of shit that he's throwing at the wall, Tony Khan. Bunch of shit Tony Khan's throwing at the wall. Hoping that it sticks. And then he wants to hide all the fucking bullshit that he booked on Wednesday behind a Keith Lee and Samoa Joe match for the Ring of Honor TV Championship. Great. If Keith Lee was on fucking television leading up to that match instead of being fucking hidden in catering, maybe I'd give a shit. But it's nothing more than another Ring of Honor title on AEW television when we don't need Ring of Honor titles on AEW television. It doesn't make sense. Maybe you're fucking new around here. When it doesn't make sense, I get angry and frustrated. When it doesn't make sense, I will give you every reason under the sun Why it doesn't make sense. Give me a break. So that's War Games. Miz. He won a fatal four-way tonight against Bronson Reed, Ricochet, and Ivar. Fatal four-way. Miz pinned Bronson Reed. Great. Miz is now wrestling Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship at Survivor Series. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I thought I was going to hate it, but I don't hate it. I would rather, being that we, being that we just got Bronson Reed and Gunther, being that Ivar and Gunther doesn't really speak to me as being a PLE match, It's more like a raw match, let's be honest. No disrespect at all to Ivar. He's been killing it. 
And being that Ricochet has had multiple attempts at the Intercontinental title while Gunther has been champion, the only likely outcome would have been The Miz. That's it. I'm actually intrigued by this match. Believe it or not, I'm actually intrigued by this match. People somehow, some way, are behind The Miz as a babyface. I'm not really a big, big, a big Miz babyface guy. I, I, I think that really is not who he is. I think it's forced. I don't think it's long-lasting. I think the Miz as a heel is what his bread and butter is. Seriously. It's like you've taken all of his power away from him while being a babyface. Still can cut a great promo, but he's a better heel than he is a babyface. Now, him in the ring with Gunther is going to be an intriguing match. Because we all know The Miz has one of the worst offensive movesets in all of pro wrestling. He's one of the safest, weakest offensive workers in the entire industry. And again, if you don't agree with that, get the fuck out of here. The Miz is weak. He does not have a good moveset. Tonight, he actually... Threw a couple of different things in there. Tilt the world DDT. He looked good for about 30 seconds in there while hitting a couple of big moves. Everybody's going crazy. Oh, my God. How, how long has The Miz been doing this? How many times has he hit a tilt the world DDT? Great. Factors delicious ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script50 and use code script50 to get 50% off. That's code script50 at factormeals.com slash script50 to get 50% off. Great, he finally broke something out that he hasn't done in forever. Fantastic. Let's get the fucking balloons and the champagne out for the Miz doing a fucking DDT. But the reason why I'm intrigued by this match is because Gunther is fucking great. Gunther does not have bad matches. 
So I don't give a shit who you put him in there against. It could be anybody. The guy does not have bad matches. If The Miz is going to have a banger match, it's going to be against somebody like Gunther. And The Miz has had banger matches before. Don't get me wrong. Dolph Ziggler, Seth Rollins, so on and so forth. Just two guys off the top of my head. Those matches I remember vividly. But I'm intrigued by this because when The Miz has a lot of detractors raining doubt upon him, I feel like The Miz is somebody that's going to go out there and just quiet everybody up and shut everybody up and quietly deliver a banger. And again, like I said, it's going to be mostly coming from Gunther. I think Gunther and The Miz are going to have a low-key, under-the-radar classic at Survivor Series. So I'm actually looking forward to what The Miz can do in that ring against Gunther in Chicago, believe it or not. And it probably was the best of the four guys that were in that ring tonight. Like I said, Ricochet had multiple attempts at the title, lost. We've seen it before, don't really want to see it again. The best use of Ricochet is teaming him with Logan Paul against Dominic all right, I, I, uh, not teaming him, uh, teaming him against Logan Paul, but teaming him uh, with Rey Mysterio against Logan Paul and Dominic Mysterio. That is where they should go with that. So Ricochet and Rey versus Dom and Logan Paul. But with the War Games match announced, it doesn't look like that match will be taking place. That makes sense because Ricochet already said he wasn't done with Dominic. Where did that go? We, we, we legitimately had another thing. Oh, uh, unnecessary. Ricochet said he wasn't done. He wanted to get his hands on Dominic Mysterio after the fatal four-way. Yeah, I want a shot at the... He literally said it last week. Yeah, I want a shot at the Intercontinental Champions. You're fine. But then he told Adam Pearce, that doesn't mean I'm not going after Dominic Mysterio once this is over with. What are we doing? Did storylines get dropped within the week? Ivar's great. Bronson Reed just lost. Miz was probably the best choice there. We also got Rhea Ripley's opponent for Survivor Series. WWE conducted a battle royal. I'm not a fan of battle royals. I think they're cheesy. I think they're lame. I think we've seen way too many battle royals this year. It's an overexposed gimmick where it just reeks of laziness because creative can't come up with any other viable ways to get a number one contender. Yeah, we'll just throw everybody in a fucking battle royal and call it a day. All the women that wrestled for the right to beat Rhea Ripley at Crown Jewel were in this match. Again, dumb. They just lost a title match, yet get gifted another opportunity to get another title shot after coming out of Crown Jewel losing. Can't wait for somebody to make sense of that one. Losers get rewarded in WWE. They always get rewarded, even with Triple H in charge. WWE had a decent battle royal, Ivy Nile, Along with the Creeds got called up. They made that official official tonight. They signed their contracts. Ivy Nile was in the Battle Royal. She actually had a decent showing. 
in the Battle Royal. If anything, they made Ivy Nile look pretty good. But in the end, it was Zoe Stark who won the Battle Royal and is getting the match against Rhea Ripley at Survivor Series. Now, I know there are going to be some WWE elitists out there who love this match, who think it's a great match and a great opportunity. Great. Oh, man, we need some fresh blood in there. What happened to Becky, you say? Becky was attacked by Zia Lee. She didn't even get in the battle royal. Clearly, they're not going to have Becky Lynch wrestle Rhea Ripley at Survivor Series. That would be too soon. That more than likely will be the match at WrestleMania. But Zoe Stark and Rhea Ripley. I tried to find the positivity in that. And yes, I want fresh faces. Yes, yes, I want new matchups. Yes, I want people like Zoe Stark getting opportunities to get themselves over in front of a bigger audience so that when something like this happens again, it's a little bit more digestible. I'm trying to think positively about it. It actually looks like a decent undercard match on Survivor Series when you look at it in a wider POV. The match is not going to mean anything after Survivor Series. It's there. It's on the show. Title will be defended. You're going to forget about it come Monday night the next night. Why is that? Because it's not important. It's not important. We all know WWE struggling to find challenges for Rhea Ripley. This is just another name, another check mark where she could go through somebody without any threat to her title and she can move on to the Royal Rumble. But this match will mean nothing on Survivor Series Saturday because who's going to give a shit when you got war games, a men's and women's war games more than likely, you got the rumor of Randy Orton returning, you got the rumor of CM Punk that's not going to stop until the day of. Nobody's going to give a shit about Rhea Ripley and Zoe Stark, so... Looking at it on paper, it's not that big of a deal. But my problem is, what has Zoe Stark done? What has WWE done creatively for Zoe Stark where I, as a fan, you, as a fan, the people in Wilkes Barely Alive, Pennsylvania, or wherever the fuck they were tonight, what's going to make them care? They haven't done anything with her since they paired her with Trish Stratus. And for all the geeks out there who thought that pairing her with, with, with Trish Stratus was going to elevate her to the fucking moon, what happened with that? If anything, it killed Zoe Stark more than it did build her up. How am I supposed to be invested in that when Zoe Stark has been an absolute non-factor? Well, because she won a battle royal, now I have to care about Zoe Stark? Should be a fine match. Zoe's a great wrestler. Zoe is the type of pro wrestler. Zoe is the type of female pro wrestler that I actually enjoy watching because she goes in there and she beats the shit out of you. So physically, it's going to be a great match. But creatively, there's nothing to sink your teeth into. 
It's a lose-lose situation. WWE wants you to think she deserves the opportunity. She doesn't. WWE needs new talent and fresh faces for Rhea Ripley. Great. But in the end, nobody expects her to win the championship and beat Rhea Ripley. So what are we doing? After that match is over, she'll go right back to teaming with Shayna Baszler and do nothing. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. So WWE lined up three matches for Survivor Series. We got War Games. We got Rhea versus Zoe Stark. And we got Gunther versus The Miz. What's going to happen on Friday night? I don't know. We don't know what's happening with LA Knight. We don't know what's happening with Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso. We don't know if Roman Reigns is going to be on the show. We don't know if Roman's going to be at Survivor Series or he's taking another three-month vacation. We don't know. All in all, Monday Night Raw was a decent show tonight. I wouldn't say it was a great show by any stretch of the imagination. Got a very good main event. Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins, they just don't have bad matches. They don't. Then we got the Creeds versus DIY. We'll talk about that. And we'll go over everything else that happened on Monday Night Raw this evening. I am glad you guys are with me this evening. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. We got over 2,000, 2,100 in here tonight on Monday night. I see only 514 likes. We need 1,000 minimum is the goal. Super chats are open. Get them on in. We'll hang out at the end of the show. As always, memberships are open. Hit that join button, become a VIP right here on Off The Scripts. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Blue Chew. BlueChew.com. Code JD at checkout. All you have to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling when you use that promo code JD at checkout. That's BlueChew.com. I want to thank them for once again sponsoring the show on Off The Script. The podcast is up on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to the audio, it's there. Make sure you guys leave a rating. Helps me out tremendously. We just got picked up by a new platform Again, I want to apologize for that week where we were not uploading the audio stuff, but now we're back, and we just moved into the top 30 in the United States for pro wrestling podcasts in the United States. Thank you guys very much for that. Would love to see your continued support on that. And go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. We uploaded a banger today in regards to the new rumors of CM Punk meeting with Vince McMahon and WWE Board of Directors about a possible return at Survivor Series. Go check all that stuff out. I'll have 
Another extra up tomorrow with the news on Julia. Who? Yeah, Julia. You know, the female professional wrestler that works for stardom. World acclaimed Julia, who apparently all the WWE geeks are drooling over. Meanwhile, today was the first day that they heard about her. Oh, Tony Khan, another L. <laughs> Great. Little do you know, TK's already got Mercedes in the bag. Sorry to burst your bubble. Oops, did I let that out of the bag a little bit too soon? Ah, that's all right. That's what I do. Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Let's get into it. Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn open the show. Seth Rollins is in the ring. I'm not going to sing his theme. Maybe I will. Do we have it? Do we have it queued up? Yeah? likes to talk about himself, but he wanted to thank others tonight instead. He thanks Rue McIntyre for such a great match. Match of the night. He says he's sore, but he's a little bit better than he was on Saturday. I don't know about that, man. How long was that flight from Saudi to Wilkes? Barely alive, Pennsylvania? About, what, 18 hours, 19 hours or so? He ain't doing good at all. But I give him a lot of credit, man. I couldn't do it. I could not do that. He said Drew was a man of his word. He said Drew gave his word he wasn't aligned with the Judgment Day, and on Saturday night, the Judgment Day did not interfere. Give it time. The Judgment Day didn't interfere. He then thanked Sami Zayn for his help preventing a Damian Priest cash-in. He invited Sami out to the ring. Sami's out there. See, the fans can sing Sami's theme because Sami doesn't ask five times per night. He says he loves that Sammy stands up for what he thinks is right, and it doesn't matter if he's outnumbered. I dig that conviction, man. He says that sometimes people like Sammy don't get what they deserve. Seth said Judgment Day doesn't run raw. He does because he's the world heavyweight champion. He says the Money in the Bank contract isn't the only way to get an opportunity at his title. He said after Sammy left Pierce's office, to give back the briefcase, he went in there and he said he arranged for Sammy to face him for the title. He says he just has to say when and where. Sammy kind of rubbed his beard a little bit. He didn't really know what to think about this news. Sammy says he was caught off guard by Seth and he did not expect him to say that. He says it's so difficult to get a championship match in WWE. And he said one day he will win the championship. And when he does... He wants to beat a champion who is not compromised. So he also thinks that Rollins is not 100%. He wants to take the title off of someone who's a 100% fighting, healthy champion. Seth told him, cut the shit. Cut the shit. 
And Seth asked Sammy if he's 100%. Guys like you and me are never 100%, says Seth Rollins. Fact. That that doesn't stop us from giving 100%. He repeated that. Sammy gets to name the time and place he wants the title shot. Sammy paused and looked at Seth and said, just say when. Well, Seth, I can't think of a better place and a better time than right here tonight. Sammy offered a handshake. Seth smiled and shook Sammy's hand. And we have a world championship match tonight in the main event for the first time in five years. With the championship being defended on Monday Night Raw. Now, the reason why the match was taking place. The reason why the match is taking place is because Seth felt like he owed Sami Zayn a thank you because Damian Priest was about to cash in after a 25-minute match with Drew McIntyre, and he knew that his title reign was going to be compromised. So Seth said, thank you, and I'm going to give you a reward for your good Samaritan ways. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. In fact, I would never mind Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins in a match together one-on-one. It was simple. It made sense. It followed Saturday night. It's all I can ask for. It's all I can ask for. I wish I could get the same thing out of AEW. What is happening on Wednesday's Dynamite that followed last Wednesday's show? Seems like a fucking jumbled, nonsensical mess, if you ask me. At least WWE followed from one show to the next. I don't mind it. Sami Zayn cut a very emphatic promo. Sami Zayn made a statement that he will be the world champion one day. I do think that will be the case. Seth Rollins continues to be a fighting champion. Nothing to dislike here. Nothing to dislike in this segment. Backstage, Finn Balor was talking to J.D. McRiddle. J.D. McRib. J.D. McFish. Whatever the fuck you guys are calling him. Whatever you guys are calling him. J.D. McDonough. He was there with Dominic Mysterio, Rhea Ripley. Dom says he could watch Logan Paul beat his deadbeat dad for the United States title over and over and over again. Priest walked in and he was mad over Sami Zayn getting a title shot just because he stole his briefcase. Can't really tell you that Damian Priest is lying or doesn't have a point. He has a good point. J.D. McNuggets. J.D. McDouble. Not really a cool name, huh? J.D. McDonough. Whatever. I just get a kick out of Rhea calling J.D. by his initials. J.D. It's like she's talking to me. McDonough said things don't go his way at Crown Jewel. Or didn't go his way at Crown Jewel. No shit. Priest asked if he bought the Damien Priest shirt that he had on. He was wearing a Damien Priest shirt. 
Priest then told Balor, listen, don't mind that. They're going to handle the new day tonight to make things right. Fine. Segment didn't really do much. Just set up for the tag team match that we saw next. It was Damian Priest and Finn Balor versus the New Day. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Now, the reason why this match was taking place, I'm assuming being that last week was Halloween. And the New Day dressed up and interfered in Judgment Day business. They dressed up as the Judgment Day. And they mocked the Judgment Day. Sounds like a sound plan to make a match, if you ask me. Not really, but two two decent tag teams. Two great tag teams, I should say. More than decent. New Day really hasn't been in much of anything. Damian Priest and Finn Balor are the WWE Tag Team Champions. They won about nine minutes, as you would expect. Decent match, and the Tag Team Champions win. The New Day were in control. They took control for the first couple of minutes of the match. And Woods hit Balor with a missile dropkick. Kingston made a tag. He hit Priest with a flying crossbody. Kingston fought out of a double team, and Priest collided with Balor by mistake. Uh-oh, we got some trouble in paradise. Kingston hit Balor with a superplex off the top, and Woods followed with a big diving elbow off the top. But Priest broke up the cover. Priest drove Kofi into the announce desk on the outside, And this was before Woods knocked Priest off the apron. Priest then gave Woods a cheap shot behind the referee's back. Priest hit Woods with a clothesline and set up for the South of Heaven. He did. And then Balor comes off the top rope with a perfect-looking coup de grace. And that was enough for the win. One, two, three. And the Judgment Day get a clean pinfall win over the New Day. Great. Really nothing Else, besides Judgment Day, getting momentum. And the New Day got this match because they dressed up as Judgment Day for Halloween last week and they mocked Judgment Day. Not really off to a good start for Monday Night Raw. Jackie Redmond caught up with Drew McIntyre as he was entering the arena. And clearly, he had his match with Seth Rollins on Saturday afternoon. Probably the best match of the entire night. Not probably. It was the best match of the entire afternoon. Fantastic match. I would have actually booked Rollins and McIntyre again at Survivor Series, but that's just me. I would have done something creatively where McIntyre gets another match at Survivor Series. So, he was exiting an SUV, and Jackie Redman asked Drew... About the outcome at Crown Jewel. What's next? He looked frustrated. He got back in the SUV and basically drove away. Said, fuck this show. I'm going home. Or back to my hotel room. Drew McIntyre, I thought at this point, was going to get involved in the Sami Zayn-Seth Rollins match, just like everybody else. But uh, that did not happen. He showed no interest in that. And he did not even show up for the rest of the night. So surprising there. Will he be added to the War Games match? Right now it's four on four. Will we get five on five? I don't know. We will see. Shinsuke Nakamura. He went one-on-one with Akira Tozawa. Now the reason why this match was made, it sounds like a weird match. Yes, I agree. 
This is an absolutely nothing match. Yes, I agree. But the reason why this match happened is because Nakamura has been asking for someone to step up and challenge him, face him. So clearly, Akira Tozawa wants to do good by being in the Alpha Academy, and, and he wants to prove to Chad Gable that he's worthy of being in the Alpha Academy. So he stepped up. First time he stepped up was against Bronson Reed. He got tsunamied. Tonight he stepped up against Nakamura, and he gets kinshasa Akira Tozawa needs to stop picking fights. Nakamura wins in two minutes. That's basically it. After the match was over, Otis, who's on the outside with Gable in Akira Tozawa's corner, Otis showed up in the ring, eyed Nakamura. Nakamura backed away, dropped out of the ring. Match is booked for next week. Nakamura versus Otis, one-on-one. We go backstage. And... Adam Pearce approached Seth Rollins and asked him if he was sure he wants to defend the championship tonight after what he went through at Crown Jewel with Drew McIntyre. Seth says he appreciates Adam Pearce's concern, but he's up for it. And this will be the first championship match, world heavyweight title match on Raw in five months. Can't say no to that. Sami Zayn versus Seth Rollins. Sign me up. Hour two, Intercontinental Championship number one contender, Fatal 4-Way. Bronson Reed, The Miz, Ricochet, and Ivar, who was out there with Valhalla. We got news on Eric of the Viking Raiders. He had successful neck fusion surgery. And I wish him nothing but the best and a hopeful, speedy recovery to return to tag team action. I didn't know it was that bad, but he got the surgery in Alabama and he's going to be out for quite a while. So Eric actually posted on Instagram, shared the news that he got surgery, his C6 and C7 vertebrae at Andrew Sport Medicine in Birmingham, Alabama. He says this, and I quote, I cannot express the proper gratitude and thankfulness to the amazing Dr. Cordover and his incredible staff at Andrew Sports Medicine and St. Vincent's Hospital in Birmingham, Alabama, and to WWE for always making sure I have the best care possible. C6 and C7 fusion surgery was successful and recovery begins now. I'm excited for all the possibilities once my cybernetic upgrades come fully online. I don't know, man. Cybernetic upgrades? Maybe you should talk to Charlotte Flair about that. She knows a thing or two about cybernetic upgrades. So, Eric, hopefully he gets back, man. I I know the Viking Raiders were about to just get going and get hot in the Triple H era now that he's back in charge, but I think when he gets back, He'll be right back in the thick of things for sure. And Ivar right now, man, this is an ample opportunity to make that Viking Raiders tag team even more devastating. He's killing it. Loving the work of Ivar so far. This Fatal 4-Way was awesome. I thought this was a very good match. Fun match. But like I said in the beginning, 
There was only one real winner in this thing. Bronson Reed. He had a one-on-one match with Gunther. He came close. He challenged Gunther, pushed Gunther to the limits like nobody really has done this year outside of McIntyre and Sheamus. Chad Gable, kind of. But Bronson Reed, he never had a match, Gunther, with somebody the size of Bronson Reed in this entire run. Braun Strowman, maybe, but I take Bronson Reed over Strowman any day of the week. I love Bronson Reed. Then Bronson Reed's going to be a fine champion one day. But Gunther beat him clean. No need to see it again. Not right now. Then we got Ivar. Doesn't really jump off the page as being a PLE match, even though Ivar's done incredible work. And then Ricochet. We've seen it how many times? Twice? Three times, maybe? And he's failed every opportunity. And Ricochet doesn't even fit into that role because I just booked Ricochet. I've been booking Ricochet perfectly for the last couple of weeks at Survivor Series. Don't know if that's going to be the case or not. Don't know if Logan Paul is going to be at Survivor Series, but it's got to be involved with Dominic and Logan Paul. That's what they got to do at Ricochet. The only outcome was The Miz. But how were we going to get there? So Miz was an over babyface in this match, and he had a lot of fan support in this match. Reed, there was this fucking crazy spot. Reed bounced Ricochet off the ropes in a way where Ivar... Caught him in a powerbomb. It was like this slingshot. Ricochet jumps up and Ivar catches him in a powerbomb position only for Ricochet to then turn it into a Hearn Karana. Crazy shit. Ricochet looked like he came down hard on his neck, but it looked like he was all right. He continued the match. Ricochet tried to flip die, but was caught by Ivar and Reed, who threw him onto the Miz, who was also on the outside. Ivar and Reed ran at each other like fucking bulls, and they cross-bodied each other. Imagine Bronson Reed and Ivar cross-bodying each other. Ridiculous. We go to commercial break. Reed set up Ivar for a superplex off the middle rope, not the top rope. Ricochet and Miz jumped in. Brought them down together. I didn't think Bronson Reed was going to get Ivar over for the superplex, but he did. So we got the superplex, double powerbomb, avalanche spot in the multi-man match that WWE always goes to. Miz goes off the top rope. He hits a springboard crossbody. Then he hit Ivar with a tornado DDT. Miz was hyping the crowd up. Social media was like, oh, look, the Miz can wrestle. <laughs> yeah, it's great. He did a springboard crossbody and a tilt-a-whirl DDT. Great. Where has this offense been for the last 15 years? Miz hit Ricochet with a code breaker and then another spike DDT. He goes for cover on Ricochet, gets a two count. Ricochet blocked the skull-crushing finale. Hit his recoil. Ivar broke the cover up with a big splash. Reed got Ivar on his shoulders, but Ivar slipped out and hit a springboard forearm. Imagine Ivar jumping off the second rope with a turnaround springboard forearm on Bronson Reed. Scary. Ivar squashed Miz in the corner with a cannonball. Ricochet super kicked Ivar. 
Miz and Ricochet then traded kicks and then booted each other at the same time. And they were both doubled down. Ivar and Reed at this point with both baby faces now laying on the mat. Ivar and Reed went up to the top and they were going at it. Who's going to hit what first? So Ivar hit Ricochet with the moonsault and Reed missed the Miz with his tsunami splash. So Ivar covers Ricochet and the Miz covers Bronson Reed off of the tsunami miss. Now there's two pins happening at the same time. The referee counts one, two, Ricochet kicks out of the moonsault on the cover by Ivar. Bronson Reed, which if you want to believe it or not, did not kick out of the Miz covering him off of the tsunami, which is ridiculous just thinking about it. Now, I want you to think about this this scenario. Ivar actually hit Ricochet with his finishing move. Bronson Reed missed a big splash. I mean, I think missing the big splash in theory isn't as bad as getting hit with a fucking Ivar moonsault off the top rope. But Ricochet kicks out. Bronson Reed didn't kick out. The Miz was awarded the match. He wins the match. He's the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship and gets the match at Survivor Series against Gunther. Great. Now, like I said in the beginning, I'm actually intrigued by this match. I think The Miz is going to low-key deliver a banger with Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. Why is this match happening at Survivor Series? I don't know. I don't know why we're going with The Miz and not going with Chad Gable. I don't know where the Survivor Series build is going, but we went with The Miz over Chad Gable. Unless Chad Gable is going to factor into maybe a Royal Rumble, maybe WrestleMania. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where they're going. But The Miz and Gunther on an undercard, again, on paper, it looks like an eyebrow razor. I think it's going to be a low-key banger, but it's a safe match. It's a safe match, just like the Zoe and Rhea match is a safe match. WWE's not going to give you, you know, some top-tier shit. They're getting you prepped for WrestleMania season. This is the last pay-per-view for WWE all year. There's no pay-per-view in December. So Gunther and Miz is a safe bet. It's a safe match. Does Gunther lose the championship before the end of the year? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I honestly think missing out on Gunther and Chad Gable, number four, in a 30-minute submission match, I think WWE dropped the ball on that one, having Chad Gable win the IC title in front of one of the best wrestling cities in the United States, in front of 16,000 people. That's all I'll say there. Miz wins. Speaking of Chad Gable... He was with Otis and Tozawa. They were giving him some words of encouragement in the back after he got his ass beat by Nakamura. Chad Gable told Tozawa that they'd be at NXT tomorrow night to support him in his Heritage Cup match. Well, so now we're using the Alpha Academy on Tuesday nights. I thought we were overusing main roster talent on Tuesday. 
Because those ratings dip below 700,000 for Halloween Havoc Night 2. Uh, we got to get them back up. Maxine Dupree walked in, and she said she's been studying Battle Royals, and she realizes she doesn't have to eliminate everyone. She just has to be the last woman standing. Cable then told her to stick to people her own size. Great. We got the Creeds. They signed their contract with Ivy Nile. They are now on Raw officially. They graduated from NXT. They said it's a dream come true. Adam Pearce says they're better off on the flagship show than on SmackDown with that other guy. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa walked in and challenged them to a match tonight. And Adam Pearce made it official. DIY and the Creeds. Sign me up. That's what we got. Ten minutes. I didn't really understand why we booked two babyface teams here. I did not understand that. And it kind of frustrated me with two babyface teams and then the ending that we got to this match. Now, DIY needs wins. They do. The Creeds just got called up. They beat Alpha Academy last week. They need wins themselves. They're not going to lose their second match in, especially after tonight's segment where they signed their contracts officially. It would look stupid. So we got two babyface teams in a tag team match. Again, both are very good teams. I just would not have booked them in the same match together tonight. I would not, especially with the ending of this match that we did get. DIY, we're in control. Brutus and Julius cut them off on the outside. Champa made a hot tag, took care of both men with a double clothesline. DIY double-teamed Brutus. And he fought back and gave Gargano a Samoan drop. Brutus then hits a standing moonsault and Julius hit a standing shooting star press, but Champa broke up the cover. Gargano hits Julius with a reverse Hurricane Rana and Champa followed with a running knee. Champa gave Brutus a Willow, uh, Willow's Bell and hit Judas with uh, Julius, hit Judas, Julius with a fairy tale ending. He goes for recovering gets a near fall. DIY was setting up for their finish, meet them in the middle, but Brutus took out Champa outside the ring, dragged him to the outside. All of a sudden, Ludwig Kaiser, Ludwig Kaiser of Imperium kicked Gargano with the referee's back turned, which allowed the Creeds to hit their finishing move, which is Julius with the electric chair and Brutus coming off the top with the Brutus cannonball. One, two, three, and that was it. Crowd was mostly silent for this tag team match between two good teams. Wilkes barely alive. Pennsylvania, is that where they were tonight? Yes. The Mohegan Sun Arena in Wilkes barely alive. Pennsylvania. Great. They did not pop for the ending. They popped for a little hot tag offense from Tommaso Ciampa, but that was about it. Two babyface teams didn't get a reaction. I wonder why. Then you got Ludwig Kaiser forcing the ending of the match to go in the Creed's way. 
And they fucked over DIY. They helped the Creeds beat DIY, Imperium did, or Ludwig Kaiser did. So if you're sitting in Wilkes Barely Alive, Pennsylvania, in tonight's Raw, or at tonight's Raw, and you don't know who the fucking Creeds are, you would think that they were a heel tag team. Because the heel, Ludwig Kaiser, helped the Creeds beat DIY, who the fans know are babyfaces. Not really a good spot for the Creeds to be in. They got a win, but it came at a cost because they're fairly new and nobody really knows them. They got zero reaction tonight. They didn't get the type of reaction they got last week, wherever they were. Houston, they didn't get that type of reaction. Wilkes Barely Alive Pennsylvania probably thinks that they are a heel tag team now because Kaiser helped them win over DIY. Not a good look. Perception is everything. Why are we booking this match? I get you want to put DIY on the show. I get you want to have a great tag team division. But if this is what you're left with, if this is your only option, maybe we should do something to fix the tag team division in general. So we don't have to resort to doing babyface versus babyface tag team. The Creeds should not be beating another babyface tag team when that babyface tag team in DIY also needs some momentum. But it keeps the Imperium DIY feud going. Now you got The Miz, who's challenging Gunther. You got DIY, who's feuding with Imperium. We'll probably get some six-man tag team action leading to Survivor Series. It's my guess. Could be worse. But stop booking babyface versus babyface because a fan base like Wilkes Barely Alive Pennsylvania is not going to know the fucking difference. And now they think the creeds are heel. They aired a clip of Sami Zayn losing to Roman Reigns at the Elimination Chamber. Zayn was shown watching the clip. Jay Uso approached him in the back and gave him his support tonight about him getting a championship match. He hugged Sami Zayn. Jay said he felt bad for how that worked out in Montreal. Sammy told him to forget about that. That was then. Tonight is what it's about. Jay says he'll show everyone what it's about when he becomes the world champion. I'll be watching, he says. Sammy asked Jay how his talk with Pierce went. Jay said it went well. Said he and Cody next week will get their rematch against the Judgment Day for the Tag Team Championships. Jay said by next week, they all could be holding World titles. Great. Jackie Redmond interviewed Becky Lynch backstage. Becky commented on the Battle Royal. She said she is looking for a fight. And it happens to be against the entire women's division. So count me in. She said Becky versus Ripley would be the most anticipated match at Survivor Series. False. Over war games? I don't think so. Nia Jax walked in behind Becky. Becky said she snuck up on her. I don't know how someone like Nia Jax... You know what? I'm just going to leave that to Becky Lynch. <clears throat> I would rather not get canceled tonight. Uh, Jax said that she was just waiting for her turn. And she waited for Becky to turn around. She said no one can toss her over the top rope, so she'll win. 
I wonder why they can't toss Nia Jax over the top rope, man. Why one single woman can't do that. I'll leave that up to you guys, man. You fucking uh, internet sleuths out there. I wonder why. She said it'll be the happiest she's been since she broke Becky's face. Becky said, well, that's great. You broke my face, but then I went on to main event WrestleMania and win the women's championship, and you got fired. Good to have you back, says Becky Lynch to Nia Jax. Byron Saxon interviewed Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. Green says they're champions and they have a chance to win the Battle Royal. Sure thing, Chelsea. Sure thing. Chelsea hasn't won a singles match all year. How does she expect to win the Battle Royal? Don't know. She said Tegan Knox and Natalia are charity cases. She said three others just lost to Rhea Ripley at Crown Jewel. Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark walked up. Baszler says she's going to tear apart the first person she sees limb by limb. Niven then looks at Chelsea and says, well, there's a title on the line and it's every woman for herself. Green says, well, that's an inside joke she has with Piper Niven. Stark said, yeah, it's every woman for herself. Baszler says she will end up with her arm raised at the end of the match. So they were setting this thing up to be somewhat important for later on in the show. And that's what we got next. We got the women's battle royal. Nia Jax made her way out to the ring. Caden Carter and Katana Chance made their way out to the ring. Chelsea Green and Piper Niven got entrances. And Becky Lynch got an entrance. But Becky Lynch, as soon as she got to the ringside area, she was attacked by Zia Lee. Zia Lee wants Becky Lynch for some reason. I don't know what the problem is. Apparently, she wanted a title shot when Becky Lynch was the NXT Women's Champion. Becky lost that to Lyra Valkyria. Who? Lyra Valkyria. If you guys don't watch NXT, I'm sorry. I can't help you. Um, So Becky's not the champion anymore. So Zia Lee's now taking it out on Becky Lynch. I guess that's what the story is there. She wants to fight Becky. So we got... Becky being attended to, they take her away from the match. Zia Lee took her out of the match. Becky's not in the match. She's being attended to by trainers in the back. And Zia Lee, she's disqualified. And Adam Pearce said she cannot compete in the Battle Royal. There you go. If you guys had money on Zia Lee winning the Battle Royal, you are a loser. So... We got Shayna Baszler making an entrance with her obvious, generic, and horrible theme music. Then Zoe Stark, and the match then began. I believe Tegan got an entrance, and Rodriguez got an entrance, and then we finally began the match. Great. So, Jax and Rodriguez had this stare down, but in the middle of the ring was Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross is Just staring. She's staring around, staring at nothing. I don't know what she's staring at. She's got this this glassy-eyed look. Looking around. Nikki Cross just looking around. I don't know what the fuck she's looking at. I don't know how I am supposed to find this intriguing when we don't know what the fuck she's doing, what she's looking at, what she's thinking. She hasn't uttered a single fucking word. 
But WWE wants me to be interested in Nikki Cross. We've been through this time and time and time again. It is difficult for a fan to find interest in Nikki Cross. She comes up with sanity. She gets buried. Then they pair her with Alexa Bliss. She goes nowhere. She comes back as a butterfly. She wins the title. And then they treat her like a fucking jobber. Then WWE brings her back as what you see now. And then they put her on TV. And she sits in catering for nine months. Now Vince McMahon's not there. And Triple H is in charge. And now they're going back to what they wanted to do originally with Nikki Cross. Who the fuck cares? What is she thinking? What is she saying? What is she seeing? I don't know. She going to speak? So they take her and dump her over the top rope. No fight. No struggle. Nothing. Michael Cole even made a joke out of it. Well, I'm not even going to touch that. I don't know what the fuck we just saw. The Beast in the chat. Why do you insult your viewers just because they have a different opinion than you? That's not a great way to keep viewership. <laughs> Get him out. Goodbye. I insult you, beast, because you're a fucking retard. That's why. Sorry. Go chase taillights on the fucking highway. Get the fuck out. Moving on. They dump this woman over the top rope and do nothing about it. She does nothing about it. So Nikki Cross goes over to the commentary table and she's just staring at Wade Barrett. Just staring at Wade Barrett, doing nothing. Wade Barrett even posted a fucking photo from his mobile device on Twitter that Nikki Cross just stood there the entire match. So Raquel, she eliminated Chelsea Green. Goodbye. Indy Hartwell was in there. She went for a running boot against Natalia. Natalia ducked. Indy landed on the ring apron. Ivy Nile knocked Natalia onto the ring apron. Natalia then knocked Hartwell off the ring apron and Niall kicked Natalia to the floor, eliminating Natalia. So Ivy Nile having a decent match in there. Nia Jax charged at Niall and knocked her down. Jax knocked other women down, which is not that difficult to envision. So it came down to Nia Jax, Tegan Knox, Zoe Stark, Raquel. <laughs> Rodriguez Gonzalez Baszler and Ivy Nile so looking at this we got Nia Jax Tegan Knox, Zoe Stark Raquel Rodriguez Shayna Baszler and Ivy Nile do you know who I was going with here I was going with Shayna Baszler honestly at least they had some sort of history Shayna and Rhea Jax eliminated Tegan goodbye Ivy Nile then went after Nia Jax. She landed a series of kicks and tried to lift Nia. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, Jax fought out. Zoe, Baszler, and Raquel each kicked Nia and then tossed her over the top rope. So Nia is eliminated. 
I guess Nia was correct. Not one woman would be able to eliminate Nia Jax. It took three women. Jax then yanked Ivy Nile off the ring apron. I don't know what had happened here. I don't. We got Raquel, Zoe, and Shayna in the ring looking at Nia after they eliminated her. Ivy Nile, I don't know if it was a lapse of judgment, just sitting on the apron. She had gone over the top rope beforehand, and she's sitting on the apron. Wade Barrett, even on commentary, said, Ivy Nile better get back into the ring and get away from that apron, otherwise it's going to be bad news. What do you think Ivy Nile did? She didn't leave the apron. She didn't get back in the ring. And Nia Jax yanked her off the apron. And Ivy Nile was eliminated by someone who was just eliminated. I hate that rule. I fucking hate that rule. Yeah, you're eliminated from the Battle Royal or the Royal Rumble by someone who's not in the match or someone who just got eliminated. That should not be a ruling. But that's what happened to Ivy Nile. So... We got Raquel trying to eliminate Baszler and Stark. They held on and then knocked Raquel to the floor. Stark and Baszler battled on the ring apron. Baszler applied a Kirifuda clutch on the ring apron, let it go to avoid falling back. Zoe kicked Baszler on the ring apron twice. Baszler dropped to her knees. Baszler stood and got kicked a third time. Stark then DDT'd Baszler, who fell to the mat, and Zoe wins the battle royal. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but I'm not really excited for, A, the women's division. You saw how weak the women's division is. I'm not excited for Zoe Stark getting the title match against Rhea Ripley. I understand why they've, why they've done it. I understand why they chose Zoe. It's an easy match. It's no stress on creative You're going to have a very difficult time making me believe in Zoe Stark. You are. Zoe's a great wrestler. It should be a a fine match. I just don't find people, you know, getting invested in Zoe Stark. They got three weeks to tell a story here. I doubt they do that. Could be a lot better. I would have went with Shayna. At least there's some fucking prior history there that's actually meaningful. The last woman that, or the woman that ended Shayna Baszler's reign as NXT Women's Champion was Rhea Ripley. They could have easily played off that. I don't know why they didn't go with Shayna Baszler. This would have been the perfect opportunity to do that. They went with Zoe Stark. Management's high on Zoe. Fine. Should be a great match. Good luck getting me to care. Jackie Redmond. She interviewed Rhea Ripley about Zoe Stark winning the Battle Royal. She also brought up Jay and Cody challenging Bala and Priest next week for the tag team titles. Ripley said confidently she'd handle her business at Survivor Series. Zoe walked up and says, listen, your focus should be entirely on me. She said she, had, she would have won at Crown Jewel if it wasn't for Nia. Ripley says she has a lot on her plate and she knows all of that. She said Stark must have forgotten she beat four of the baddest women at WWE Crown Jewel. Stark told her she'll know her as the woman who took her title at Survivor Series. Hold on to it nice and tight. 
She patted the belt, which was on Rhea's shoulders, and walked away. Zoe Stark is not taking the title from Rhea Ripley. As if you didn't know that already. Main event. We got Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn. World Heavyweight Championship. We got this match starting at around 10.25 Eastern Standard Time. We got all the proper introductions. We got Rollins. We got Zayn. We got the official ring announcement from Samantha Irvin. And we didn't really get start till about 10.35. This went through three commercial breaks. This was a very good match. Went about 20 minutes. Very good match. You would expect nothing else from Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins. And the reason why this match is taking place tonight, like I said before... That's because Seth Rollins wanted to reward Sami Zayn for helping him at Saturday's Crown Jewel show because after his match with Drew McIntyre, Damian Priest was going to cash in the briefcase and Sami Zayn stole the briefcase from Damian Priest, ran away. He showed up to Wilkes Barely Alive, Pennsylvania tonight on Raw, and as soon as he got to the building, Adam Pearce took the briefcase and gave it back to Damian Priest. But Rollins wanted to reward Sami Zayn regardless. Adam Pierce asked Seth Rollins if this is what he wanted to do. Sure. Yes. Sammy deserves it. I'm a fighting champion. Great. Yes, this was a title match. Now, I appreciate you guys watching me and not watching the show, but get with the program. It's in the fucking title of the video. You guys are crazy, man. You guys... You guys are really fucking crazy, man. Anyway, we go to a commercial break right away. Right away, like not even two minutes into the thing, we go to commercial break. Come back from break, Zane hit Rollins with a moonsault off the barricade. Zane followed up with some chops. Rollins then fires up, starts throwing some big blows at Sami Zayn. Rollins hit a suicide dive, but Zane responded with a flip dive over the top. Rollins has a terrible-looking suicide dive. I think we need to cut that from his repertoire. Rollins came came back in the ring with a sling blade and some forearms. Zayn tried to cut him off with a halluvic kick, but Rollins avoided it, hit a springboard senton, and a lion salt for two. They're battling on the apron. Zayn gave Rollins a back body drop on the apron, which is his injured back. It looked nasty. We got a commercial break. Rollins fought back, hit a buckle bomb. Zayn countered a stomp into a blue thunder bomb for a near fall. Zayn hit an exploder into the corner. Rollins followed up with a super kick and a pedigree. And he goes for cover. He gets a two count. Rollins went for the stomp. Zayn countered into a lion tamer. Michael Cole actually called it a lion tamer. And then he applied a Boston Crab, again targeting Rollins' back. Rollins reversed all of this. He reversed the Boston Crab into a leverage roll-up. One, two, three. And Seth Rollins gets the fluky win over Sami Zayn. Zayn almost had it won. He was very depressed, very saddened at the end of the match. Rollins sold his back. 
Sami Zayn checked with the referee to make sure that it was a three count. It was. Rollins ended up shaking Sami Zayn's hand. Zayn raised Rollins' hand in victory. Respect was shown between both men this evening in the main event for the world title. Priest, Balor, Dom, and McDonough all sprinted out and attacked Sami Zayn. Rollins did a suicide dive on Judgment Day, and he was quickly taken out. It is now four on two. Jay Uso ran out. He super kicked Dom and McDonough before spearing Balor. Priest booted Jay Uso, so Cody Rhodes came out next. Both Jay and Cody came out to their music. Of course they did. So now the odds are even. Got a ton of officials running down to separate things. Chaos all around ringside. Adam Pearce gets in the ring and is very angry. Is Adam Pearce. He grabbed the microphone and said he was tired of the games. Man, I wonder where this is going. Pierce announced war games. You want to play games? We're going to play games in Chicago. And then he looked into the camera and he said, we're going to play games in Chicago because it's going to be war games. I mean, he's no William Regal. But I thought Adam Pearce did an admirable job. The brawl continued and Cody Rhodes wiped out a bunch of security guards and Judgment Day members with a dive. Crowd chanted for Cody and the baby faces stood tall as the show went off the air. Great. War Games is now solidified. Team Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, Jay Uso, Seth Rollins, and Sami Zayn against Damian Priest, Finn Balor, J.D. McDonough, and Dominic Mysterio. That's the match as of now. I don't think that's the best usage of talent in war games. I don't. I already went over this in the beginning of the show. If you guys are just joining me, I'm going to reiterate it and repeat it again. War games should not be on Raw only. You're leaving out a whole slew of talent on the other brand that have the same idea in mind. Judgment Day and the Bloodline had business. They should carry out that business and conduct business in war games to take out a common enemy. Everybody on the babyface side is a common enemy of both the Judgment Day and the Bloodline. Why did you give us Rhea Ripley and Paul Heyman? And why did you give us Roman Reigns okaying the business proceedings between Rhea Ripley and Paul Heyman if it wasn't leading to this? Doesn't really make sense. Cody is wrestling Roman at WrestleMania. We all know that. They should be in the ring together. War. This should be a part of Cody's story. Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso is going to be one-on-one at WrestleMania. They should be in the ring together. Jimmy cost Jay and Cody the tag team titles against the Judgment Day. That lends itself more than anything here as to why the bloodline should be in war games. LA Knight got fucked out of a world championship and beating Roman at Crown Jewel because of Jimmy Uso. L.A. Knight should be on the babyface side against Judgment Day and the Bloodline. Sami Zayn, self-explanatory. Bloodline and Judgment Day should be Roman, Solo, Jimmy, Finn, and Damien. 
And if Roman's not going to be there, J.D. McDonough. That should be your heel baby face matchup. The fifth could be anybody. A.J., Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, whoever else you want it to be. That should be the babyface team. And that should be the Bloodline Judgment Day faction. There, five. Everybody said, oh, it's unnecessary for the, the Bloodline to be involved. I'm sorry. Are you new here? Did you just watch the show as of tonight for the first time ever? Maybe you did. Because if you watch Saturday, it's all you need to know. Where does LA Knight fit in? Where does Solo fit in? Where does Jimmy fit in? What are we doing? Figure it out. Their best use is in war games. What about Dominic? If he's not on the Judgment Day team. What about Dominic? Ricochet has been in a feud. I guess if you want to call it that, with Dominic Mysterio. He said as of last week, he still has his eyes set on Dominic Mysterio. Ricochet, Dominic Mysterio for the North American title. Could be. You want to do Ricochet and Rey Mysterio against Logan Paul and Dominic Mysterio. Sounds like a great Survivor Series match to me. Why am I booking Survivor Series better than the fucking people that are booking Survivor Series? Never question me and what I do, man. Everybody has an opinion. Fine. Great. Fantastic. You have your opinion. I don't give a shit about your opinion. You're here to watch my opinion. What I just gave you is better than what we're getting on TV. Deal with it. War games should not be subjected to Raw only. Especially if we're getting two War Games matches. It should be Raw and SmackDown in the men's. And then SmackDown, more than likely, going to get the women's. What the women's match is going to be, I mean, I don't fucking know. All I know is that EO and Kyrie are going to be teaming up together. Maybe Asuka against Bailey, Bianca. I don't know. I don't know where we're going with War Games. I guess we got Friday to figure that one out. But yes, I think WWE dropped the ball big time on making the war games really feel epic. WrestleMania season should honestly kick off with Survivor Series, and that would have been a perfect platform to do so. Tying in all those things and ending it and then moving on with the rest of the stories through November, December, and on into Royal Rumble season. WWE failed to do that. Thank you guys very much for all your support. Really appreciate you joining me on tonight's show. You guys have been great tonight. Outside Beast in the chat who got benched for being a fucking idiot. Well, why do you treat your viewers like idiots? Like, like they're dumb. Well, when people want to argue why I say what I say, I'm going to give it right back. And I love making people look stupid. I do. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to talk the most sense that I can. You don't like it? Go watch somebody else. I'm sure Denise is fucking... She's been finished with her fucking post-show for about an hour and a half now. Go ahead. Go watch her not break anything down and read nothing but donations. There's a reason why I'm here and everybody else is fucking...
follow me on social media, man, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel. Plenty of it. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. And check out my sponsor for tonight's show, man, Blue Chew. BlueChew.com. Code JD. At checkout. For your free sample, courtesy of the podcast, man. How many times have I told you that Blue Chew is your way? It's a long-term booking, man. Don't be like WWE creative and have those big logic gaps in your personal creative. You don't want that. You want things that make sense. You want things that are logical, that are consistent. Blue Chew is logical and consistent. It's a unique online service that provides the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, and it comes in chewable tablets and it comes at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night. Be ready whenever the opportunity arises, man. Planning ahead is best. All great writers, man, that want to get involved with long-term booking, plan ahead. What you're going to do is sign up. BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their online medical providers and once you are approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. No visits to the doctor's office. No awkward conversations. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. Easy. Simple. And Blue Chew's tablets are made right here in the USA and are prepared and shipped directly to you in a very discreet package. So sign up, guys. BlueChew.com. Code JD at checkout. All you need to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. Super Chats, let's get them on in. Last call. You guys want me to go home early? Or you guys want me to stay late? It's up to you guys. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. I almost feel like Sammy J will win the tag belts. What? Chase teaming with Cody. Tony Brown with a $4.99. Ah, there was booty meat tonight, JD. Well, I mean... It's tough to miss it, Tony Brown, when you got the whole roster in there. John 10 with a 199 times two. Orton and Drew will be the final members for each. Drew to cost Jay and Cody next week. Leads to Orton. Yeah. Good call, John. Michelle with a five. Seth and Sammy had a banger, but really surprised that Seth is part of War Games. So no world title matches for Raw and SmackDown at Survivor Series. Need two more men for war games. Well, John 10 just gave you the two guys. Sean Ray J with 15 months. 15 months with the best in the community. Looks like war games is going to be brand separate. SmackDown women's get the other match. Drew and Randy last two. Yes. OTS Tribal Queen with 23 months. One more month and I fulfill a two-year goal. 
Love to see a Tribal Queen. Been an awesome ride, and it's just begun. OTS for life. Thank you so very much. You and Sean Ray J. Robert Hurt with 32 months. JD, love to be here with Sting retiring. What is your best memory of him? Him battling the NWO. Got to be up there. Jeremy Lewis with 26 months. Was a halfway decent Raw. Can't stay for the whole review, but I'll catch it in the morning on my way to work. Thank you, Jeremy. Dom Wapo with a four months. I can't wait till William Regal is able to announce War Games again. Also, have you had a chance to play Spider-Man 2? Game of the Year contender. Great year for gaming. No, I have not. Beyond the script with the 499. Geeks out in full force. Why is thing on dynamite? Is what I was told and not wrestling on pay-per-view. Really? LOL. Hope you have a better day tomorrow, JD. What do you what beyond the script? What are you talking about? Sting is teaming with Adam Copeland and Darby Allen against. Nick Wayne, Christian Cage, and Luchasaurus at full gear. What are, what, what, what are people talking about? The match is already made. M. James with a $2 super chat. Laughed my ass off when Miz did those fancy moves. He looked good. Sean with a $10 super chat. Do you think they actually do Rhea vs. Becky Elimination Chamber since it's in Australia and Rhea will likely main event that show? While Liv wins Rumble and faces her at Mania. Just curious on your thoughts on that. Rhea's not main eventing the Elimination Chamber. Not with Roman Reigns on the show. Roman either starts the show or closes the show. Roman on the road to WrestleMania is not starting the show. That's protected because Seth Rollins is probably going to open the show. That's what they have the world championship for. Chris Bell within 18 months. What was the first WWE show you ever went to? I don't know. I was at Madison Square Garden. Don't remember the year. All I remember is Hulk Hogan was there and the big boss man was there. That's all I remember. Tyler with a 199. I'm sorry you had a bad day, JD. Feel better. Thank you, Tyler. Levi with a 14 months. Hey, JD. Miles Kennedy... Is coming to Australia alongside Slash. Jumped on the tickets just to see the great man. I hope that uh, they make their way with Slash or he makes his way with Slash over back here, man. I, uh, I can't wait to see them. I have not seen them together live yet. Willie Teague with three in Super Chat. The Miz next for Gunther. Really? Yeah. The cake with 26 months. 26 months, I've been doing a lot of reflecting lately, and honestly, I'm glad to be here. Can I get what is in season? Yeah, you're going to get a uh, pumpkin ale. 
or a pumpkin old fashioned. One or the other. Thank you, Cake. Dev with a 40. Gable vs. Gunther happened at the main event of Survivor Series. No. Now, clearly, Dev did not watch the show tonight. No. Captain Solo with a 28 months. Always great to be here in my mother's basement. Here's the 28 months with OTS and the GOAT of the IWC. P.S. Roman Reigns socks. Thank you, Captain Solo. And also with a five. What exactly is The Miz right now? A heel, babyface, or a tweener? I have no idea. I don't know what they're doing with The Miz. I'm going to say a babyface. Phil. With a 9.99. Raw gets men's war games match. SmackDown will get women's war games match. Sounds good to me, but normally it's five on five. So we could add Randy to Team Cody and maybe a heel McIntyre to Judgment Day. Yes. That is what is going to happen. More than likely. Captain Solo with a $5 super chat. What is your favorite store-bought coffee brand in your kitchen? And have you ever tried Death Wish Coffee? I have. I do not like it. It is too dark for me. It tastes like fucking mud. It tastes like dirt. Right now, I'm hooked on Pete's. I think Pete's is a great brand. I got a medium roast that's just perfect. David Bayardo with a $2 super chat. And then he leaves a $5 super chat. Why do you think Sammy had to lose tonight? Couldn't they have gone there without a pinfall? What difference does it make? Sammy was never in contention for a world championship anyway. We just got a great match, and now he's going to be in war games, battling Judgment Day. You'll forget about this next week. Don't worry about it. 20-minute promo with $13.99. I see Drew turning on the baby faces to join the heels. Ricochet is picked as the fifth, only to get taken out by the heels. Cody calls a friend last minute. Enter Randy Orton. Now, I think you just leave it a mystery. Ricochet needs his own match at Survivor Series. You don't have him join one team, get taken out, and then put him in a match last minute. You give him a match with some build. Hollywood Eric with seven months. Thank you, Hollywood Eric. Seven months in the venue to celebrate. I'm toasting my cold beverage to my brother JD. Screw the haters. You make my... You make me better every time. You're on. Thank you. Hollywood Eric, thank you so much for seven months, brother. Avery Johnson with a $4.99. So if, and this is a big if, CM Punk does come back to Survivor Series, how does it go down? And is it a match or just an appearance like the late, great Bray Wyatt? Watch the video I uploaded earlier. Everybody thinks that CM Punk's going to show up at Survivor Series. He may show up at Survivor Series. He may not show up at Survivor Series. I don't think CM Punk showing up at Survivor Series is the best use of CM Punk. I would much rather him debut or return in the Royal Rumble. That's just me. Wellington T with a $2 super chat. Thoughts on Gunther to lose the IC title to Sheamus. That ship has sailed, brother. We're not doing that. If they wanted to do that, it should have been at WrestleMania. They didn't do it. I don't know how to pronounce this name. DDM? I don't know 
This is uh, a, a very weird name, but she's been a member for 15 months. Lena? There's a lot of uh, weird scripting there. But 15 months. You're the GOAT, JD. Happy to be 15 months OTS. I saw your post about Julia of Stardom. What are your thoughts on WWE having interest? I think nope. I'm actually going to make a video on that for tomorrow's upload. And then I'm sure Andrew Baydala and myself will talk about that tomorrow on TNT. But thank you for the 15 months. I really appreciate it. Uh, Dev with a 40. Which is better? Or which JD is better? JD from NY or JD Drake or JD McDouble? I'm the best JD. I'm the best JD. Even Bacardi says so. I know. Hi. WWE AEW News with a 199. Hey, JD, keep up the great work, man. Thank you, brother. 20-minute promo with nine months. I'm just using Ricochet because I'm trying to guess WWE logic. You're 100% correct that Ricochet deserves his own spot on the show. And Campaign Poppy with a 199. Do we get any title matches at Survivor Series? Yeah. Rhea Ripley and Gunther defending their titles at Survivor Series. <laughs> I mean, do you guys do you guys pay attention, man? In one ear, out the other. Holy shit, it's like I talked for, for fucking nothing for two hours. I don't know, man. Listen, I appreciate you guys. I love you. Sorry if I was in a fucking uh, foul mood this evening or testy mood this evening. Seriously. Thank you guys very much for all your support. Hit that thumbs up. Try for a thousand likes on tonight's Monday Night Raw post show right here on OTS. Make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel. Plenty of it. JD, who's your favorite guitar player? My favorite guitar player is Michael Romeo. Social media, you guys know it. YouTube, subscribe, turn on the bell. Go check out all the other content on the channel. Join me tomorrow. Upload tomorrow. We'll talk about Julia. And Triple H having... An infatuation with Joshi's all of a sudden. Andrew Bedella and myself will be live tomorrow night with TNT. Join us tomorrow night. And again, thank you guys very much for a great stream right here on OTS. I will see you tomorrow night for episode 21 of Tuesday Night Titans right here on Off the Strap. We'll see you guys later.